Hello and welcome to another episode of the Monday MooCast. This is episode 21, and we are recording on the 21st, which means something Mayan, I'm sure. <laughs> this is Mike, and I'm here with... Greg. And? Andrea. And we are the Moos, and we're, look, we're watching uh, some video coverage of uh, Greg, right? Yes. Playing um, some what? Some Black Ops, zombies. I, uh, I figured you all wouldn't want to see me run around in circles for like 15 minutes. Right. Um, so I tried to see how far I could get with knife only. And, uh, how far is that? Not very far. <laughs> so you can see me fail. I, I, was, I didn't want to open up any doors. I didn't want to get any guns. Right. So there That's you have it. That's an interesting challenge, though, you know, to, to come up with, like, oh, I'm going to try this and see how well it goes. Only someone as crazy as you about zombies would actually spend time <laughs> doing this. It's true. <laughs> so, uh, obviously, we know what you've been playing this week. Uh, you've been playing some zombies. What else have you been uh, spinning around that old disc drive, Greg? Zombies, I tried to get a good multiplayer game, and uh, I just realized how much I suck at Call of Duty. <laughs> really? Yeah, it, was, it, it was not It was not going In Black Ops? Well. Yeah, it didn't That's, go so well. You're good at that one. When I have teammates. Oh. Like, if wow. I'm just by myself with the random green guys who suck at life, then <laughs> oh. no, I'm not that good. Um, I played some Borderlands, the new DLC came out. Is that good? Um, it is fun. There'll be a little bit of it, uh, coming up soon, and you can see some of my fail-worthy moments. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, give me, without giving too many spoilers, because I haven't had a chance to play it yet, um, give me a, uh, your personal, like, what's a, what's a highlight of the DLC for you? What's a, what's a highlight of the new Pirate's Booty DLC? Well, for me, I really enjoyed... Uh, Shade. He's a character that you find right at the very beginning. Okay. Um, you come to a town called Oasis. Okay. And I don't want to ruin what he does, but he is really entertaining. Cool. As is Herbert. Okay. Cool. Um, so good writing continues in the DLC. Good writing continues. Captain Scarlet is... I don't know. I liked her at first, but then she got a little annoying. Yeah. So... But... Uh, not Claptrap annoying. I'm not Claptrap annoying. <laughs> no, 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 that's no. good, because he's really annoying. Yeah, he is. Um... But I, I wasn't a fan of the final boss. Okay. But I will say that I've been trying to work on the crazy impossible bosses because they added there's right. at least two yeah. that they added. And oh, are they I, hidden or do you know where to go? To no, them? you know where they okay. they only show up after yeah. you finish it though. Oh, okay. Um, but man, they are tough. <laughs> they are really hard. Like Terramorphous is like uh-huh. a wuss compared to, yeah? <laughs> compared to these two. Cool. So, but it's a lot of fun. If uh, if you haven't gotten the season pass and you really like uh, Borderlands, I think you should get it because if this is indicative of what's to come, there'll be some good stuff on the way. And we've got what three more main ones in the season more pass, main right? Ones. Oh, yep. That's pretty cool. That's cool. Um, all right, so uh, Andrea, what have you been playing this week? Not a whole lot. I, yeah. I I've played about two hours of Skyrim this week, and that's it. Um, any highlights? Do you have any fun? Yeah, actually, I, uh, I I finally started Dawnguard. Good, so good I, for you. I went to the Fort Dawnguard, got crossbow, oh, God, uh, I love set to, to hunt some vampires. So um, I went to, I needed to go back to Dawnstar for something. or, or it, The next part of the quest, after going to the fort and talking to that one guy, uh-huh. I needed to go to a place that was close to, to Dawnstar. So I traveled, I fast traveled back to Dawnstar, uh-huh. and oh no, all of the townspeople are having these horrible nightmares. So I got sidetracked on this other quest, so I needed to... Oh, you hadn't I, done that quest yet. I love no, that quest. No, no, I, 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 I found this guy who gave me some potion, and then I went into somebody's memory, and then, mm-hmm. um, yeah, so I saved the town, 
and then uh, yeah, I didn't get much farther than that. So I started. <laughs> I started. I started Dawn Guard. I just got distracted with a side quest, which is like all I do in Skyrim. Mm. Yeah, right. So and your level of excitement for Skyrim is still not waning. You're still having a great time. Yeah, that's that's really the only thing I've been playing. Although I do have to say, as I was playing Skyrim yesterday, mm-hmm. it's like, man, I need to play some Call of Duty because it's been a while. So mm. I'm, I'm starting to get like the, the like, itch. I, yeah, I need to play. I need to play some multiplayer. Well, it's about to be scratched in a couple weeks again, Andrew. <laughs> yeah, I awesome. uh, I realize that I actually am shooting my gun and throwing grenades. <laughs> yeah, you're so cheating. I guess it shouldn't be a knife only. It's a knife Almost. mostly. Mostly, oh, yeah, like there you go. Like knife mostly. <laughs> Um, awesome. Well, uh, I don't have much to report in, in, as far as games I've played this week because, sadly, I've been doing a million work projects. Um, but interestingly enough, I, because I've been doing work projects on my home computer, I've had some time to actually dig into some computer games. So I realized, uh, while you guys are talking about what you played this week, that I can't escape the lure of the games even when I have a million work projects to do. So I have been playing a few games. Uh, they've been on computer, and they've been um, medieval simulators, which are actually awesome, I found. There's a game that just came out um, on Steam called Chival- Chivalry Medieval Warfare, which is a first-person slasher. It's actually awesome. Um, it's incredibly gory, and it's like throwing yourself in the middle of like a Braveheart fight. Like It's a medieval <laughs> fight, so they use like accurate weapons. And, um, obviously, instead of guns, you have to aim, like, sword blows and stuff like that and block with your shield and shoot crossbows and stuff. Any kind of weapon they would have had in, like, 1500. Um, actually, before 1500, like, 1400s. Um, and it is awesome. Um, so it's only, uh, 24 bucks, by the way, guys. New game, 24 bucks on Steam. Unlike console, yeah. Right. (laughs) Right. So I picked it up kind of on a whim, and I'm actually having a great uh, time with it. Um, but I am looking forward to getting back into console gaming this week because Medal of Honor Warfighter will be coming out and coming to my door in, uh, just a matter of days. So I'm excited about that. Is that Tuesday? Uh, yeah. Tuesday. Yeah. So I'm looking forward to that, um, this week, but no consoles for me, uh, this past week, sadly. Uh, <clears throat> so, uh, there's an article, um, I hear, have here in our notes that there was an article that oh, yeah. sent to us um, friend of Mucast, uh, sent Pulsinator. a... Pulsinator. <laughs> yeah. Pulsinator. um, sent us an interesting article. It's called, How New Games Succeed and Why So Many Fail. Okay. Um, I'll be sure to put the link at the bottom of the video description so you sure. can check it out. Um, but it had some, it had some interesting points. It really, I feel like the, the author used Dishonored as a reference point. Mm -hmm. It sounds like he really likes this game and it's new. And, um, so he, to quote, he said, it's a gorgeous, fascinating universe with moral ambiguities, a great, has a great central character, compelling and enduring gameplay and a certain splash of originality. So all of those factors to this author are important for, um, what makes a game successful, okay. and w- which I agree. So, um, with with newer with different titles that come out, he used LA Noir as one of his many examples. Um, I remember that one because, of course, I, I play that game. So sure. Like, okay, and I agree that with the author um, that uh, LA Noir was so original. I, I was I was really looking forward to getting the game. I've never played anything like it. Right. But just it gets so repetitive and right. it's, it's tedious and there's not, um, at least it, from my opinion, there wasn't much of a story, hmm. which got me thinking that for me, I, when I really like a game, there's gotta be some, the, the, the story is one of the most important factors that makes me interested and pushes the game along. Yeah. 
with, you know, and I haven't played L.A. Noire in I don't know how long. I just, it was a good game, but, yeah, I got a little bored, mm. and I just felt like there was no story that connected it. I know there are different um, flashbacks or memories. I don't know what it was, but it was, no, I, I don't know. I just, I like something that pushes it along. That, that's my opinion about mm. what makes a game successful and what makes me want to play the game. And it so. sounds like also what you're talking about, pushing the game along, I think for you, it, it sounds to me like you really need kind of a hook that keeps things interesting. So it can't be like yeah, the story. same thing that pushes the game along necessarily because like you were saying, yeah. like the work gets too repetitive. So yeah. even, even though there's different like police cases to work on, they're all, it, it all kind of boils down to it's kind of the same thing. Like you go to mm. a location, you walk around for a bit, you solve a couple puzzles and then you get another cutscene, and then you do it again. Pretty much. Yeah. Right? So even though, though like the, the lips look great on everyone <laughs> and the faces are so awesome, like uh-huh. the rest of it didn't do it for you. Mm-hmm. So you need something for you that like is continually like original. Yeah. I wonder if that's why you get into, like, multiplayer games so much, because even though if you play the same map, like, always something different will happen. Do you think that's the case? Like, even though, like, Call of Duty is essentially always the same thing. Yeah, I, I think so. Because, I mean, certainly the same argument could be said about so many other games. Oh, it's so repetitive. It's the same thing over and over. Which, of course... <laughs> I like is, that sign, group. <laughs> <laughs> which, of course, is the same with um, with Call of Duty. But, yeah, I guess... I guess that is the reason, because even though you're playing a, a multiplayer map, the map is the same, that never changes, but mm-hmm. um, the people you play with and the people you play against, um, their gameplay styles differ, and it's just something right. different can happen every time. That's why sometimes I do absolutely awful, yeah. and other times I could, you know, get my AC-130, no problem. Right. So it's just, it's very, um, you just, you don't know what's going to happen. Right. I like that. Greg, I'm, I'm interested in what you think on this topic. As far as like what drives games along for you, or what what keeps it interesting, have you seen Dishonored or played Dishonored yet? I haven't played it yet, but I hear it's really good. It is good. Um, actually, the one game I'm looking forward to playing, maybe not right now, but uh, is XCOM. Which, oh, that is also so yes, good. Yes. <laughs> um, I don't know. Like I see, I enjoyed L.A. Noir a lot. Okay. Um, the only thing I didn't like was really the overarching story, but like the cases were awesome, and yeah. especially. If you play anything from that game, play the Homicide Desk, because so cool. that yeah. whole, like, yeah. mystery was really, really well-crafted. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, I don't, like, I don't, what do you mean, like, drives? Like, what keeps me coming back to a game? Uh, yeah, well, like, what Andrew was talking about was, you know, if, if something just boils down to the same thing over and over again, it, no matter how original that first idea or thing could have been, it's, it's still going to get boring, you know? To some people, maybe mm-hmm. to you it doesn't. I um, mean, it it depends on the type of thing that you want me to do. Like, right. just looking at Borderlands here, I mean, it uh-huh. is very clearly the same thing. Yeah, remember? absolutely. Like, it's a loot fest. You go, right. you kill things, and you get better guns. Right. That's all it is. Right. Um, but I don't mind it, because the mechanics are really solid, and the way everything's set up is really cool. Right. Um and if that's the thing that you're into, like, if you're into Loot Fest and, you're like, if that's, like, a draw for you, like, you want to see what kind of cool guns live in this world, then this is going to be a game for you. That's going to work for you. Right. Absolutely. Whereas for other people, like Andrea here, no. who otherwise loved shooters, it didn't really work for her. Like, she no. didn't find it interesting. Going to have to fix that. This game is amazing. <laughs> so I think that then the answer probably lies in, the, like, 
somewhere in the middle. Like, game developers have to keep trying for original ideas because everything is not going to appeal to everyone, you know? Mm-hmm. Oh, and that's, that's true with anything. Yeah, absolutely. Cool. I well, think for me lately, um, it's just been something different. Like, I, I'm starting to get a little sick of the military shooter, and I say that with, you know, Black Ops 2 pre-ordered. Cause that, <laughs> but the reason, the reason I'm getting it is because I want to play zombies. It's just something different. You're honestly you know? mostly getting that game mostly for zombies. Yeah. Really? Really. Because See, just I'm... going back and playing the multiplayer yeah. um, this past week for the first Black Ops, I was just... I was getting so frustrated. It's like, yeah. I should not have to play a game and just get this annoyed because my teammates don't know what they're doing. Right, right, right. Or don't care. Or like don't lot, care. Yeah, a lot of time in that game they just don't care. And it's like, you know, I don't I don't always put my try-hard pants on. But it's like... <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, sometimes it's it's fun to, you know, win a game. Like, I, the contract, the, the middle contract that you can get in that game is always something like... You know, win right. however many games right, or whatever. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. And I, the only one I can ever get is win one game. And even then, I don't always get right, it. I have right. 40 minutes of game time right. to win one game, right. and I can't do it. Right, right, right. It's because you selected the challenge. That's why. It's I true. Like whenever I, I select yourself. those challenges, I'm lucky if I complete them. Because I, I don't know, there's just added pressure, I yeah. guess, to some extent. And yeah. you're like, I have to win, I have to win. Yeah. You try too hard. Yeah. Right. But I, I think in talking about new IPs, like, for me at least, I think a lot of it comes down to marketing. Okay. Um, because, you know, there are some games out there that I've really enjoyed. Um, I think the one that comes to mind most recently would be Enslaved, mm-hmm. um, which had its issues, but it was a solid game, and I really enjoyed it. Right. Where, when was the last time you saw a commercial for that game? <clears throat> um, did never, you ever see a commercial? Never, never, yeah. never did. Not you know, and so it's... It's a little frustrating to see companies not promote their product. And another one that just popped into my head was Rayman Origins. You know, sure. again, I rave about that game so much, but I loved it. When did they release it? You know, they released it the exact same day as Assassin's Creed Revelations. Yeah, ain't gonna happen. See, and I never heard about that game until <clears throat> you started playing it. Exactly. Nobody heard of that game because they didn't promote it. So it's like... Right. What do you expect? Why are you fighting yourself? Why are you releasing two of your games on the same day? Right. Doesn't make any sense. Like if they released Rayman Origins one week earlier, right, or even a week later, you know, right. I think they would have made a lot more money. Well, I mean, they decide to put their money behind what they think is going to make them the highest profit, and then if they make other things, I guess they assume that people that are into those so-called niche games will know about it anyways because they're already educated more than the general consumer who's just going to look for the next sequel of the of the last big blockbuster that came out. You know. Yeah, and I mean, that's true. I understand it's a business, absolutely. Sure. But, uh, you know... If well, you just like any be, business, they don't run it well. <laughs> it's like, you know, it's the same argument with, you know, new IPs shouldn't come out at this time in the council generation. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. like, but I just saw a statistic this past week that Microsoft sold over, I think, 70 million 70 Xbox million 360s, 360s at yeah. this point. So you're telling me you don't want to... Capitalize I mean, let's say, <laughs> Right, let's say... Even, you know, I mean, obviously I had a lot of problems with the Red Ring of Death, and I'm sure a lot of people just went out and bought another one. So let's sure. say that number isn't accurate, and let's say 40 million people. Our original ones. Our ori- like, like yeah. have right. systems. Right. That's still 40 million people. A lot of people. Yeah. It's not that many. At $60, <laughs> at $60 per game, in addition to DLC. Right. 
Come Wish on. I came up with it. Man. Yes. Yeah. Set. Right? <laughs> We'd have better sound equipment. <laughs> if you came up with Xbox. <laughs> Although this new setup is pretty awesome. Yeah. Yeah, shout out to uh, Jesse Rowe. We appreciate the soundboard. Yeah, uh, each so of us having you. a mic makes us feel real uh, professional. Yes. And special. Yeah, we still look <laughs> silly, but we feel really yeah. professional. So, um, season passes, guys. Um, season passes have kind of become the uh, mode de rigueur of uh, gaming. <laughs> uh, I think that means, like, way things are going, but I'm just trying to sound smart. Um, so, Borderlands has a season pass. Greg and I both bought it because we're suckers. Shocking. Um, Call of Duty always has a season pass now. We oh, all yeah. buy it because we're suckers. Yep. Um, Halo has a season pass. Everything has a season pass. Every big, big release now has a DLC season pass. How do we feel about this? Is this, a, is this a good thing? Is this a scary thing? Are we all going to end up paying $200 for every game in the next generation now because of all this nonsense? Um, I like it. You do? I like season passes. I'm really happy that um, that uh, Black Ops 2 is going to have that. You don't need to subscribe to Elite anymore. Right. I don't want to. Um, the reason I like it is because, at least, I had a positive experience with Borderlands 2 and their season pass. Okay. So... Here's what I mean. When Mass Effect 3 came out, we had day one DLC. That really aggravates me because... Yeah, day one paid. Day one paid, like, to get this extra character. And I get that you don't have to, but it really added a lot to the story. Yeah, it was cool, actually. And, you know, I think probably my... The first bad experience with DLC was Dead Space 2. Um, But the day that it came out, I checked online to see what the reviews were. I mean, I had pre-ordered it, so I was going to get it anyways. Right, right. But in addition to the review, there was already an announcement from EA that Dead Space 2 Severed was coming out at some uh, point, which was that expansion. Yeah, yeah. And it's like, I haven't even gone to the store yet and <laughs> got this up, game, yeah. and already you're planning DLC. Right. And so, like, with with Borderlands, like, I got the game, and I had about a month to play through it. Mm-hmm. And that's a lot of stuff to go through in this game. And a month later we get the first expansion, which I like that. You know, it's it's giving me enough time to go through the main game. Right. I can buy all the DLC right away, right. which I'm going to do anyways, and I save a little bit of money. Right. So, I don't know. Like, I don't mind season passes. I do mind on this DLC and day one DLC. Right. I think I'm with you on that. Now, would you have a problem if they began to release DLC only for the people that bought the season pass and then everyone else has to wait like an extra month. Would that tick you off? Or would you just say, well, it's a perk of being a season pass owner? I mean, I'd prefer that the DLC is available to everyone day one. Right. I think Modern Warfare 3 kind of did a crappy job of that. Right. Like, oh, if you're elite, you get everything early, right. but if not, then you have to wait until we release this expansion right. whenever we decide to do that. Right. And then if you're a PlayStation 3 user, like, you right. got it even later. Right. So I think I think the last batch of PlayStation 3 maps for that game came out this month. Yeah, so like, it just month? came out for PC and, and PS3, like, like, about, like a week and a half so ago. Slow. Yeah, that was, like, oh, what, man. four weeks after us? Because we had it... It was, like, a month ago, right? I thought the last batch of maps came out in August. Or what? No, maybe it was. No, no, no. The, la- the last, last, last one, Final Assault, came out like a month ago at September. least for us. Yeah. yeah, but it didn't come out for them. Like, literally, I saw the announcement on Steam for the PC version like a week and a half ago, and that's when PS3 got it. So it's ridiculous. They had to wait forever. And God knows, like, if you're a hardcore COD fan, 
you were like watching YouTube videos of all the Xbox people playing it for like the past month and a half. Like that's got to be depressing. Oh yeah, because you're watching everyone else play have it fun. And, and you don't have it. <laughs> yeah, that sucks. Yeah, I am. I am not a fan of um, of time DLC. I really hate that that companies do that. Like they just like sell out and pay a billion extra dollars to Activision. I don't like that at all. Um, I do think I do like season passes, though. I mean, maybe I'm just a sucker because I buy too much. But um, in the last year, I was just thinking to myself while you were talking about your experience, Greg, about how many season passes I've bought. <laughs> and the the, uh, the, num- <laughs> the number is probably more than, than I care to admit. Um, but I, d- I guess I do like the idea of saving a little cash and, uh, and getting every- knowing that I'm going to get everything that can come with the game. But, I mean... It is getting a little bit crazy and expensive, and now it's kind of, it's like for a new release, you kind of have to figure this isn't sixty five dollars anymore. It's really like one hundred twenty, like you know, yeah, which is a bummer. It's true. <laughs> it's true. I mean, it's getting a little ridiculous, and like we talked about, I hope that the next console generation is a little smarter about that. Right, right, Andrea. How many season passes have you bought for games ever? Not many, actually. I was I was trying to think. Um, uh, I do have the. Um, the elite version for Call of Duty, shocking, but that was a nice gift. So <laughs> technically, I didn't get, I didn't pay for that. Um, and what else? Let's see. I'm kind of, in general, I'm I'm really slow to get DLC. Like I just recently got Dawn Guard. Right. I think it's because I, I don't mean to keep using Skyrim as an example, but it's just what I've been playing, so it's fresh in my mind. Um, that game is is so big. There's so much to do. Mm-hmm. And the thought of adding DLC almost right when I got it was overwhelming. It's just like, well, I want to play what's, yeah. what I have yeah. first, and then, then I'll get it. Right. Um, so I'm glad I got it. I mean, I think I think it's a good idea, certainly, like, to save money. I, mm-hmm. I don't have the, the Halo season pass or whatever the DLC that came with the pre-order game. I don't know all the details of that. I would assume you're going to get it, though. Eventually, yeah. I mean, when I when I pre-ordered the game, I just got the game itself. But right. for something like Halo and something I know that I'm going to be playing a lot, right. I think it's definitely worth it. Right. So I think, for me, it comes down to how much am I going to play this game? Right. Halo, Call of Duty? Oh, sure, yeah, let's get that. Right, <laughs> like, right, let's absolutely. get that right away. Yeah. Sky, for something like Skyrim, I was fine waiting a while. But I know that's not, that's not a season pass. Right. Still, all I hear is, you know, ka-ching, ka-ching. You, you, yes. spend, you buy the game, and then you have to get all this extra stuff, which is fun, but, oh, not not so good for the wallet. Right. <laughs> so here's another idea for you guys. How would you like, would you like it more if games came out in smaller chunks, almost like episodic, um, but DLC was bigger? Like, what if, what if it was a, what if it was a lower buy-in price for something like Halo, but you only got the single-player but it was like 20 bucks. And then if you wanted the multiplayer suite, it'd be another 20 bucks. And then if you wanted all of the multiplayer packs, it'd be 15 bucks. And if you wanted Spartan Ops, it'd be another 10 bucks. Like, would that be a better system for you guys? Like, because I know for me personally, I don't play Halo for single player, like at all. And I know that's I know that. I know that's I know that's I know that's odd. And I always play through them and I always enjoy them. So I sound stupid even saying that, but like, but I don't. I really don't. Like I, I play Halo the same reason I want to play any shooter, which is for multiplayer. That's what I like about shooters. Mm-hmm. So, 
if they re- like if they released a Halo like this is the multiplayer suite version of the game, you will get all of the DLC for the multiplayer, but you won't get the story. And if you want to buy the story later, that's great, but you'll have to pay another twenty bucks. I would actually buy that version. I would actually save myself some twenty bucks and buy the multiplayer because I don't really I mean, yeah, I'll like it, I'm sure, but I'm not you know. It's it's an interesting idea, and I've heard it before um, in terms of Call of Duty. Right. Um, like, what if you paid you know thirty bucks for, for just, the game, right? And then maybe like ten bucks for the multiplayer, right? Like, you know, or something similar. And I like the idea in theory, but that could get abused real quick. Sure. So I mean, I can easily see. Well, I mean, even someone like Capcom, they've already done something like that with, like, Azura's Wrath. Right. Um, I know that. I haven't played it. I want to at some point. It's very weird. Yeah, well, you know. Yeah, (laughs) Japan. Japan, yep. Um, But they finished the game, and, like, they had this ending. Don't you dare kill that chicken. I'm sorry. No! No! (laughs) No! (laughs) He looked at you, Greg! He looked at you with his rocky eyes. As soon as you pulled out the sword and you're following chicken, you're like, oh, no. Oh, no, you didn't. He's going for the play. Side note, this Uh, is uh, the update, 1.8, with the hunger meter and everything, so I was just kind of messing around. Is it fun? Yeah. um, Yeah. If you'd like to see more of it, just let me know. Next time I get the card, I could film some more, but it's it's fun stuff. You know, it's Minecraft. Hunger meter? You have to eat? Yeah. Is that why you killed the chicken? Yeah, he needs the chicken. No. <laughs> it's, he's playing the Hunger Games now. <laughs> uh, <clears throat> but, uh, what was I saying? Uh, oh, sorry. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> the DLC. So yeah. they finish the game, and you have a full game, and they're like, oh, we'll, ha- we'll add extra episodes later. And one of the extra episodes was, like, the true yeah, ending. Yeah. It's like, um, are you kidding me? Yeah. That's, it's such garbage. Like, I wouldn't be able to stand for that. So, I like, I like the model that you're proposing, but right. I can easily see these bigger game companies and publishers just totally abusing that. Right. Well, unfortunately, it seems like they kind of abuse every system, so it's like the lesser of two evils, you know? If I could save some money at the cash register initially, I think I'd go for that. Mm-hmm. Um, as it is, it seems like every, every time a new game comes out, like a new big game comes out, I'm like, oh, no. I'm almost scared. Oh, he's going to kill my chicken. <laughs> there he goes. He's running around. He's trying to... Go, uh, chicken, run! Run! No. no, wrong way, dude! Oh, look at him try. Oh, it's <laughs> oh, so sad. No. <laughs> it's very sad. Oh. But every, like I was saying, every time a new game comes out, I'm, I'm just thinking to myself, well, this is not really $65. This is like a million dollars. You know, especially if it's made by Activision. Or Microsoft Studios. Absolutely. <laughs> I think for me it would depend a lot on the game. For something like Call of Duty, I would be perfectly happy just playing the multiplayer. Because A, the I didn't I never found the um, the campaigns for that game to be great. Right. Oh, that's a cat. If you heard that on the podcast, <laughs> folks, I am not a cat abuser. My uh, cat just complains all day long. Um, let's see. Call, oh, Call of Duty. Um... With the exception of, I really enjoyed the first Modern Warfare. I, I liked the campaign. But after that, eh. Yeah. Um, I would be fine just paying for the multiplayer. It should be called Guys Running Away from Explosions. Like Pretty That's much. like what that game should be called as far as single player. Cause it's but like, Soap was in there, so, Follow you know. me to the next explosion. And then it explodes and you run away. Uh, for something like Halo, I would, I wouldn't be as eager to do that because I, I like playing through the story and I like the multiplayer mm-hmm. so I would just rather have the both thing. of those at the same time right well it's an interesting discussion I, I, I really do as we've been saying like we seem to harp on this every week because it continues to be true like 
I really do hope in the next council generation they start to take a look at what digital distribution has done on, on, on platforms like Steam on the PC. Oh, yeah. Like where a lot of developers come out with cheaper versions of games that you can then build on later. Because I know for myself, like the only the only new IPs I've bought on a computer have been these like cheaper ones. Like this medieval game has been like awesome for me. Um, because it was like twenty bucks, like to buy into it, and now I find I really like it. So if they come out with a big DLC, I'll buy it now. So they're going to ultimately make more money off of me, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but I never would have checked that game out if it wasn't twenty dollars, you know. Oh, yeah. So I the know. price is right. The price is right. Um, so uh, in our show notes here, Andrea, you had written down Halo Four Spartan Ops. I'm wondering what your thoughts are about this. Oh yeah, I get those email updates from Halo, and of course the subject was like, oh, new multiplayer. So right. Like, hmm, well, let's read this. It didn't give me too much info, but um, I did like that there's going to be a new Spartan Ops in the Halo multiplayer. To me, it sounds a lot like Call of Duty's Spec Ops, if right. I had to compare it with something. Right. Although, um, I guess it is going to have a story, which yeah. I think makes it more interesting. Yeah. So I'm excited to see what they do with that. And it's episodic, isn't it, Greg? Doesn't it, aren't they going to come out with like a new storyline? Episodic. Like every week, there's going to be like a new mission. Five right? new missions. Five. Five new missions. Oh my god. Um, and wow, that's going to go one. on. It's going to go on for. Uh, I want to say ten weeks, but I could be wrong. Um, but it's going to go on for a while. So isn't it? You so after the ten weeks, though, like can't you replay any of them? Yes, you can replay okay. any of them. Okay, so oh, it's not nice. like it's not like the like ten weeks and then you're done. Right. Okay. And you can still get like I I don't know um, enough about Halo 4's, like multiplayer unlock system. Do you know, Greg, if it's like still on a credits based thing, so you can replay them for more credits later to get more armor pieces and stuff like that, like it was in Reach? Or well, I know you can, um, but I don't know if it's like Reach because like if you play the campaign in Reach, I think. By the time you were done, they just gave you like a hundred thousand. Right, exactly. Or something. Yeah. But if you ever played any other missions in campaign, like after that, yeah, you were lucky if you got two hundred. Oh, a mission. okay, okay. So I don't know if they're kind of penalizing yeah, single right, player right. that way. Right. So I'll have to wait and see. Either way, I'm I'm excited to play that. I'm I'm mm-hmm. excited for anything that's kind of like co-op centric. I'm and like I think Borderlands has reignited my love of co-op shooters. Um, I can't, I can't wait for that. Um, cause I suck at Halo multiplayer, as you guys know, cause you played Halo multiplayer with me, but I like, I just smell so bad at that game. Like you'd smell the stench of how much I suck, <laughs> like over the Xbox headset. So, um, if there's something co-op that I can actually like help the team and feel, you know, feel happy about myself, um, <laughs> then that's what I'm looking forward to. Um, so we, we wanted to have a, a quick little discussion here. Um, uh, just a little bit of whining. Um, well, I usually give a lot a more than a little bit, bit of wine, <laughs> but here's a little bit. My, my work week has been crazy. So unfortunately, as I said in, in the opening of the show, I haven't had really any time to play my consoles, um, this past week, which has been depressing to me. And it got me thinking about things that I have, uh, either sacrificed or crazy things I've done in, in the, for the good of gaming, uh, in, in, in my past. Um, so I was wondering if you guys have any interesting stories about, like, when a big game came out, like, what's the silliest thing you've done, or what are things that you... Oh, Greg, you almost killed yourself jumping into that thing. I know. Ouch. How did you get up there, by the way? He built his way up there. Tower. Yeah. Oh. I wanted to see what was on the floating island. And there was nothing. There was coal. Oh, well, there you go. Floating island. Knuckles lived on a floating island. Sonic. Yeah. Yeah. Floating island, yeah. Yeah. Flashback, yeah. sorry. That's what it reminds me of. <laughs> Do echidnas in the wild like, uh, live on floating islands? <laughs> what? What? Isn't he an 
Isn't it echidna, echidna or echidna? echidna? Yeah. Dang it, echidna. Um, to answer your question, though, I uh, <laughs> when that 360 came out, I slept as soon as I got home from school, yeah. and then <laughs> I woke up at like 10 yeah. and drove all the way out to GameStop so I could get the the midnight release of the new system. Because my mom was like, you're going to school the next day, so you can do what you want, but... <laughs> but I'm waking you up at 7 yeah. or whatever. And then I didn't even get it, because apparently I was on the second pre-order list. Oh. Which is dumb. Why do you pre-order something if you're okay, not going to get not. it? Right. So I had to wait until, like, March. Which reminds me of the Wii U wait list. Like, yeah, that's going to happen to me right? again. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, so you're... So I went in there, and I was like, oh, why the hell not? You know? So, <laughs> so, so I put myself on the wait list, and the guy was like... He was, like, militant about telling me. He's like, this does not mean that you're going to get the Wii U ever. And I'm like, <laughs> why are you calling it a, a wait list if you're going to tell me that I can't wait for it? Like, what's the point of having a list then? And he's like, it's just... To tell us that you want it. I'm like, everyone wants it. It's a new system. <laughs> right. Well, based on what the guy told me, he wasn't as crazy like that. He's like, we're going to let you know you have 48 hours to pick it up. That guy didn't even tell me that. He's just like, this just tells me you want it. I'm like, I could have <laughs> told you I want it without putting myself on an official computer. Wait, wait, wait. So you guys both pre-ordered oh, this? Well, no. We pre-ordered. Yeah, we didn't put it. They're just going to let us know when one comes in. If when we want it, stock. we can get it. Oh. And as they come in stock, if you're the ones on the wait list, then you get... First like dibs, first dibs. Oh. Exactly. But knowing, like, crazy Nintendo, they'll probably make ten copies of the system for the first run, and then, right. like, we will never get it. We'll be 45 years old by the time we get Wii U. It's true. Which is depressing to think about. Um, but, anyways. Uh, Andrea, something crazy you've done. Uh, oh, boy. Um, oh, last year. Modern Warfare 3. I, um, that was my actually my first midnight release. Can't believe it. I know. Um, yeah, so that was fun. Um, I really thought, like a couple of days beforehand, that I would be fine going into work at 8.30 a.m. No. the very next day. No. No, no. no. I, uh, I ended up taking a <clears throat> personal day. <laughs> and I was up until like 4 a.m. Right. playing uh, Modern Warfare 3. Uh, totally worth it. Had a blast despite the cold and ugly rain. And <laughs> right. right. Possible pneumonia. Yeah, yeah. Right. <laughs> Uh, I, let's see, when Halo 2 came out, I was in undergrad in college, um, and I, let's see, what did I do? I did not go to class that day, so I could get in line early. Oh boy. And then I got in line at about 3.30 p.m., the day it was going to come out at midnight, and me and some, like, 20 other guys just stayed there all day. And... One guy tried to get out of line and get food for someone else, and when Uh-oh. he came back, the other another person literally beat him up. Like because oh we had God. been in line so long, like they literally wow. had a fist fight. Yeah. See, I have no. So I so I was too scared. Ever. So I was too scared to leave the line. <laughs> so I just sat there and like when when you talk about like slow torture, like waiting for a game from three thirty until midnight is it's slow torture. The cops showed up and said, "What is going on?" Like they got other cop cars. And they're like, "Do we oh. have to arrest all of you? Like, what are you doing? Is this a protest? Are you terrorists? Like, what's going on?" <laughs> wow. They're like, "No, we're just waiting for a game." And like guys had to like go. Like people had to like go to the bathroom and they're like, "What am I gonna do? What am I gonna do?" And like we're just like, "Just hold it, man!" It was like it was like being in Vietnam. Like it was absolutely insane. That's the exact same thing, really. Uh, really I mean, like waiting yeah. for Halo. Two. Uh, See, I would never, ever do that. That was the craziest I've ever been. But I have been to many a midnight release as well, and I have gone to many a workday on two hours of sleep because I played until 5 a.m. and then woke up at 7 to get to a meeting. So I've done that 
Um, like, I've done that so many times, even in the past couple of years, I can't even count, like, on two hands. Well, good for you. See, I couldn't do that. If if, uh, if I don't get my sleep, I'm very, very cranky. Oh, I didn't <laughs> say I wasn't cranky. I was probably a mess to be around for two days straight, but it's completely worth it if you're getting new games. I suppose. It's the trade-off. <laughs> so I suppose uh, with with our admissions of our silly life choices, we will wrap this episode up. But uh, thank you, as always, folks, for listening to us on our new sound equipment. I hope it was clearer and we all come through nice and loud. Uh, please make sure to check us out at our official website, mondaymoocast.com. Find us on our Facebook uh, page. Find us on our YouTube at Monday Moocast. And please leave likes and comments. And uh, Greg's going to make me throw up with this video <laughs> yeah. of him. Oh, there he goes. Nice job. Is that? No problem. Um, <laughs> That's that achievement, isn't yes, it? Yes, it is. So That's pretty Also, cool. stay tuned for a Let's Play probably next week. Yeah, hopefully, hopefully yeah. Hopefully we can get yeah. it going next week. So Yeah, so thanks so much for listening, folks, and we're going to sign off. This is the Moose. Moose. Moose.